bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Remember, Truth Nation, there's a fantastic event coming up for you. You don't want to miss the award-winning 1017 The Truth is Proud. To announce our inaugural Truth Family Fest on Saturday, August 12th, Riverside University High School in Milwaukee. We're bringing the community together for a family festival that will have something for everybody. Live music, spoken word, food, uh, healthcare resources, free giveaways, all that stuff. Mark your calendar for this exciting event. Come out to enjoy the food and, and, and fun and all that stuff at our inaugural Truth Family Fest. Saturday, August 12th at Riverside University High School. We'll have times and dates and places and all that stuff um, as we get closer to the event. So make sure you listen. also want to remind you, Truth Nation, violence is a problem as we've seen, as we've talked about it today. It's a problem that affects us all, but together, we believe we can make a difference. So the award-winning 1017 The Truth wants to ignite positive change and bring about awareness to the senseless violence occurring in our community. A two-year-old was shot last night. Something to think about. This is why we're hosting our inaugural Truth Walk Against Violence, led by Tory Lowe on Saturday, July 22nd, from Victory Over Violence Park, down MLK Drive, to our studio at 3rd Street Market Hall. Over the next month, Tori Lowe will be talking with community leaders and guests and leaders, all sorts of people about how we can better provide resources and work as a community to rise up against violence in a positive way. If you want to join to stop the violence, to fight, to stop the violence, to walk, to stop the violence, go to 1017thetruth.com, sign up for our Walk Against Violence Saturday, July 22nd. 833-212-10117 is the number. And as usual, right now we have the top five at five. 
Number five. Air quality is improving, but, but anyway, on CBS 58, a spokesperson for Essential Wisconsin told CBS 58 that emergency rooms were seeing an increase in patients with worsened asthma and COPD symptoms. Now, understand, healthy air is between zero and 50. And Wednesday afternoon, Milwaukee is at 193. Waukesha is at 205. Now, that meant that we, we went from a, a very unhealthy range to an unhealthy range. Now, for me, that doesn't sound good. Well, you're unhealthy or very unhealthy. That's like, I don't know, sick or very sick. Like, you don't feel good, so it kind of defeats the purpose. But both of those numbers are down from what they were over the last 24 hours. Right? Doctors say people should limit their time outdoors, and if you use an inhaler, Make sure you carry it with you. Dr. Jeff um, Potoff, the chief quality officer at UW Health, said if you're really worried about it, your lungs aren't very good wearing a well-fitted N95, uh, you know, mask, you know, the throwback to COVID times. Well, they prevent the particles from getting into your lungs and causing inflammation. So not ideal air quality out there, but ways to mitigate the risk a bit. Ben Watson, Dr. Ben Watson from Freighter in the Medical College of Wisconsin said the Canadian wildfire smoke has tiny particles of matter in it. It has tiny particulate matter, you know, wood, all that stuff. It can sit on your lungs and cause breathing and other problems. So it's, it's important that you're safe. It's important that you're careful. It's important that you make sure that you don't put yourself in a position to where you're going to actually make yourself sick. I'm just saying. Number four. Milwaukee Police Department is investigating after two women were killed in a car crash on this morning. Police said the incident began near Cesar Chavez Drive and Greenfield Avenue when officers saw the women recklessly driving and they ran a red light. Officers began a pursuit, which ended when the women crashed into a building near 23rd and Hopkins. The two women, aged 20 from Milwaukee and 28 from Greendale, were killed in the crash and pronounced dead on the scene. No other injuries were reported as a result of the crash, and it is being investigated number three milwaukee police are looking for a critically missing 16 year old girl milwaukee police department is asking for your help in locating desira that's d-z-i-r-a desira thomas uh she was last seen in the 7800 block of north 60th i believe that's district four um tuesday morning at 10 30 a.m she described as 5 5 105 pounds, brown braided hair, brown eyes, and has a tattoo on the inner right forearm. So she was last seen wearing a white shirt and blue jeans. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Milwaukee Police Department Sensitive Crimes Division at 414-935-7405. Got it? 414-935-7405. 74 05. Number two. 
Yes, I, I get confused. Sometimes I get anywhere between four and two. I like, and I forget, and then I talk too long, and then I can't remember. Was I on number four or number three? Yeah. Some people around here have better education, and it's not me. You know, with the counting. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. <laughs> you thought I was a, you thought that's why I stopped at five? Why don't I do the top ten? Because, you know, five is my limit in terms of counting. Speaking of limit, we're going to go back to weather because I wanted to, I saw this story and I thought that it was, it was pretty cool. Um, the health department is making suggestions on what to do to make sure that you take precautions. I think it's important that we do things in our house to make sure we don't get sick when we're in our home, because I think in many instances, you can't keep the smoke out of your house. Some, some, sometimes you gotta, you know, be careful. And so in order to do that, you need to, uh, do things like you ready implement high efficiency air filters indoors. Like if you have an air conditioner, check on your friends and neighbors and all those folks where we're in 95 masks. We talked about that, but buy an air purifier. So, you can probably get, I don't know, two or $300 at a store for a really high-quality one. But in other places, you can get a do-it-yourself high-quality air filter for somewhere around 50 to 80 bucks. So WISN 12 News had an example of a homemade air purifier made out of a box fan, four air filters, cardboard, and duct tape. Now, that sounds like some stuff that we did when I was growing up. You know, the coat hanger for the antenna when you got to watch TV. But uh, the health department has actual step-by-step information on how to actually do it. And so many times, you know, this is from Milwaukee Health Department's Dr. Nick uh, tomorrow. We, we talk about, well, I can't do it because it's too expensive and we can't do this and so we can't do that. But guess what? You can because it's fairly it's it's kind of fairly cheap to do. And what we have to do is take the time, sit down, relax, and get it done. And and many times, uh, it's easy to do. Notice I can say that because I'm not going to make a fan. I'm going to just go buy one. Number one. The Milwaukee Bucks announced staffing changes to the assistant coaching team today. Among the changes is the promotion of Sydney Dobner, who becomes the first female assistant coach in Bucks history, according to a news release from the team. The team said the Bucks completed their assistant coaching staff by hiring Terry Stotts, Joe Prutney, Patrick Matumbo, DJ Baker, and Nate Mitchell, retaining Vin Baker and Josh Oppenheimer, and promoting Dobner. Newly hired co- head coach Adrian Griffin said in a statement, we've assembled a coaching staff that's complete with high character, competence, and creativity. Um, according to the Associated Press, when Griffin was hired, Adrian Griffin understands the responsibility that comes with taking over a title contender as a first-time head coach. The Bucks went against the grain and selected Griffin rather than seeking someone with head coaching experience, and Griffin spent 15 seasons as an NBA assistant, including the last five years with Toronto Griffin replaces 
Mike Boltz, a Budenholzer, who led the Bucks to an NBA title two years ago. They fired Budenholzer after a first-round playoff loss in Miami. So I, I think that's that's a that's a that's a pretty good start. Sounds qualified. Sounds eager to work. And we shall see. All I ask is that you give Adrian Griffin the three, four, five seasons you've given others who have made it and not made it. Uh, If there's one thing Wisconsin and Milwaukee tends to be is they want instant gratification when it comes to sports. They don't realize or understand building or anything like that. When Tony Dungy came into um, when he was with Tampa Bay and he won a Super Bowl, he remembered that the coach that came before him built that team and they became upset with him and they fired him. Tony Dungy came in and just implemented what was there and ended up winning a Super Bowl. And the first thing he said is there's absolutely no reason or way I would be here unless, unless it was because of the coach that was here before me. And so I think we have to give that to Adrian Griffin and the Bucks. Take a step back. Keep buying your season tickets and your tickets. Give them some room. And remember that you need to give them some space and and help them understand that no matter what, if he spent 15 seasons as an NBA assistant, you got to give him at least a third of that time to be able to be great. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now's your chance to be a contender, now's your chance to be a finalist, to be entered in to win our One Call That's All 5K giveaway. Be caller number four right now and be entered in to win $5,000. But I can't talk today. 833-212-1017 is the number. Remember, if you or your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call, that's all. Be caller number four. Win this money. Be a finalist. And maybe Friday at 8.30 a.m. with DT and Tully, you might be the person they call on the one call. That's all 5K giveaway for official contest. I'm done for official contest rules. Visit 1017thetruth.com. 833-212-1017 is the number. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Want to say congratulations to Arlene. You are the winner. And you are a qualifier for the 5K one call. One call, that's all. 5K giveaway. Uber Law Offices. Make sure you check that out. Uh, tune in to the truth with Sherwin Hughes this Friday. Entrepreneurship. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get it right. I'm just all over the place. I'm thinking one thing and reading another thing. Let me start over. Tune in to The Truth with Sherman Hughes for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual this Friday. 
Sherman will be joined by Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisors Erica Wright and J.B. Bell. Well, they will discuss how people can prepare for retirement regardless of how close to retirement they are. This will be a conversation if you're even working and have a job and is nowhere near retirement, is something you need to listen to and you don't want to miss. Again, that's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes this Friday, 11 a.m., J.B. Bell, Erica Wright, Northwestern Financial Advisors. So make sure you check that out. If one day in your life you're thinking about retiring for anything, you should, you should probably. I'm just saying. You should, you should probably go there. 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, let me let me go back to do, 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 do. I don't think I finished that because I was talking about from four one four five zero seven about you can't give what you haven't had and on and on and on and then we say social media peer pressure out on the streets. Let me go back and read the whole thing. You can't give what you've never had. If for the past decade, several decades, we as elders have missed the mark in bringing up our children in the way they should go, where do they learn? Well, again, I said I agree to a point. Um, Social media, peer pressure on the street. Many young people are struggling with their own unresolved issues and hurts from the parenting they received. So I think what happened is we didn't allow society to teach anybody under 40 that when life happens and when it goes bad, that's when you grow. That is what causes you to grow, to become resistant and persistent and resilient. So when bad things continue to happen in your life, and they will, you're able to overcome it. And you're not defeated by something that defeated other people. And, it, and it's a tough nut to crack. But think about it in terms of a seed that becomes a flower or a tree. Think about the fact that you dig a hole that's dark and deep. And then you drop it in the hole. And then you put dirt over it. And then you pour water and manure on it to make it grow. Yeah. You put crap on it. And that's what causes it to grow. And so everybody has to go through something. That's tough and hard and almost unbeatable. And then you make it. And then you realize that, hmm, I can do it. And it gives you that, that, that fortitude, that fight. And so they said, again, many, many young parents are struggling with their own unresolved issues and hurts from the parenting they received. Right. And this has been, on, has been going on for some time now. This is only my humble opinion. I get it. And it's true. But there are also places where we can go get help. Some mental health help. Not, not everything is mental health. Some, sometimes, you know, bad stuff happens. Sometimes you have to cry while you work, you know. But you're going to cry. So you may as well work. I mean, it sounds weird, but... You're going to cry. Like I was asking a friend of mine the other day, like there's some things in life that you can not be ready for. And when they happen, they only happen one time. Like you, you can't like, okay, I'm going to get ready for this. You can't like when a parent dies, you can't get ready for that. You could plan it. 
you could say, oh, they're sick or they're not or they're this. But suddenly or not suddenly or they'll get old or they'll go to sleep or whatever. They're going to pass away. How do you plan? How do you get ready for something that only happens once and you never experience it again? And you've never experienced it before. So you don't have any tools to fix it. So what do you do? You plan. You Okay, this is going to happen, so I need to have this in place. I need to have that in place. I can make these decisions now so that when it happens, I can grieve. I don't have to think, oh, what are they going to wear? Are we going to have a funeral? Is it going to be a cremation? Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? It should be planned. That way, you can grieve. You can cry. You can miss them. You can go through all of your emotions and not be weighted on top of that of making sure you got to make arrangements and call people and do all sorts of things. And you only do it once. And then somebody said, well, if you got two parents, you do your mother and your father. I say your relationship with your mother and your father is different. They're going to bring out different things, cause different memories, good and bad, all sorts of things. And you got to be ready for it to only happen one time. And then prepare your children for you. But then you got to think about the other 9,999,000 positive fun things you did. And then it's not so bad. You think about all the greatness. Like, I didn't realize my mother had done some things until I became an adult and went, oh, that's what that was. Hmm. I should probably not be mad at her about that because I kind of did the same thing. Right? Because it's, a, it's an adult parent thing that you don't really know until you experience it. And it was kind of cool. Like, uh, like all the, all the little dumb things she told me that I thought was dumb and she doesn't know she's talking about. She's too old. And then now I go, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like for me, and I'll tell you my goal before we go to break for traffic, sports, and weather. And all, my goal was to simply live longer than my parents. Like growing up on the south side of Chicago and seeing all the drama that was going on back in the day. My goal in life was to live longer than my parents. Like isn't that pitiful? My father died when he was 41. My mother died when she was 59. Think about that. Like, that's your goal? Yep. I, I just want to get past that. And I'm golden, right? And I did. Not without some help, but I did. So anybody can do it. Everybody struggles. It's tough for everybody. But you can make it. And don't be afraid fail, mess up, just do it quick, right? Just do it fast. Oh, I messed this up. Oh, I got thrown out of school. I got to fix this. I got to do that. I got to, yep. By the time you're 40, you'll be like, hey, um, we did such and such and such and such happened. You'll be like, okay, so here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. How did you know that? Well, see, I, it happened to me back then. And back then I had to figure it out. So now, and, and what's that book? Failing Forward, the one thing you learn that you're going to fail in life. Anyway, you may as well do it fast. Traffic, weather, and sports up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I have a question. Do you know the history of affirmative action? Like when you talk to people about affirmative action, they go, oh, yeah, uh, Civil Rights Act of 1968. I say, you know, it was one in 50 something and 60 something and 64 and 68 and 72. Like, do you know the history of affirmative action? Because I think what happens is we take affirmative action and we assign it to black America. And it's not really accurate when we do that. And so after I talk to Sandra and after we take a break, I want to I want to talk about what it what it actually means affirmative action because we we have this thing and we we attach it to race, but it's way more than that. And it, it's also about things you can't do. And we forget about that. And so we have to start looking at at life a little different and keep so when we scream affirmative action, you you can't keep it in a within boundaries. It's literally for everybody in America. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who this calling on my phone? Who that? It's that girl. Who that? That girl that call in. Who? The the one that wanna give you some trouble. Uh, huh. what, what, uh, uh you mean the one that is trouble? trouble. <laughs> good trouble. Good trouble. Okay. A good word in there. Okay. Yeah. But, right. uh, yeah, I was listening and I was listening to you speak about the children and mm-hmm. how, um, you know, off the record they've gotten. You know, I won't say record, but how bad they are and that kind of stuff. And by you, um, when you mentioned that, and I just said, I had told you yesterday, I got into a big blowout with um well, one of my relatives, okay. and uh, she's, she's real like, uh, I think a guy called you earlier. He was saying uh, um, uh, about the kids being bad and the mothers having all these babies and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I don't have a statistic, statistic on that, but I haven't looked it up. But I got to look that up because I get so I get so burnt up when that's the first thing they come say it is. Uh, the woman having all the babies, but this person don't say it like that. The woman got to be a B and this, the young kids, you know, and I said, well, we can't go that route where we're calling them all kind of names and stuff. You know, um, it's something to it. It's a history to all of this. And somebody called and said that the elderly uh, turned against them, but I'm an elderly. And no, we did not. We had our kids. We, we had everybody's kid. You know, I mean, my mom kept everybody's kid and we helped her, you know, why the parents went to work and stuff like that. And then we had like, um, you couldn't be curfews. You couldn't be out after 11 right. o'clock. Right. And we had little change. We got out of the, uh, off the bottles. That's how we got our little change. And then they had like, you remember these rubbish that? Mans. Oh yeah. Used to collect glass bottles. Used to collect glass bottles and, and, and soda cans. Yes. And you would take them in and, and they would give changed. you the, yeah. And we didn't get no allowance. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> what was that? To, allowance? We, yeah. You we scrubbed up, up a little change. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and we, you know, we had neighbors. Like I said, I'm not in a neighborhood because you got so many missing border of houses. So a lot of us don't have a neighborhood. And then the little houses that you have, kids hanging off the porch, and they don't all live there because there's so many of them. Unless the landlord don't know a lot of folks was written, I don't know. All I know is I had an incident one time where a person came and looked at my house. And uh, she told me it was only two of them, and she was expecting another baby. And so she lived over there around by uh, our avenue school. And so the next minute I knew I saw a fire. And I saw the same woman that come to look at my house on uh, TV and the house she was in caught fire. And they had 18 people up in that house. They had a space heater because wow. it was in the in winter time. She told me it was only going to be three of them, her, her son, and another baby she was expecting. And to tell you the truth, two of those kids got killed in the fire, mm. her son and her sister's son. So a lot of times they maybe just be lying and saying I'm renting out to a person with two, three kids. And next minute you look, you see a bunch of them. But, you know, I, I get into that knockout punch all the time about uh, the black women having the baby and where the daddy's at and all that stuff. And uh, to me, I mean, it's good to say it, but there's got to be a way to, uh, you know, get to the point of it. You know, I, I, I just can't stand it. It just burns me up. And, uh, um, and like I said, when we get to the point we lower ourselves and talk about our people like that, uh, the radio is on. Everybody hear that stuff. And I bet you MAGA people like it. And I told you they were. What do MAGA people have to do with it? Come on. What MAGA people? Who cares what MAGA people think? No, no, no. When you talk about yourself. But MAGA people aren't the only people that hear it. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. Yes, they do. Okay, go ahead. They hear it, but so do Democrats. And Democrats aren't doing anything for us either. I'm not taking up for MAGA, MAGA Republicans, but. Yeah. All of them hear it. Well, the Democrats and none of them do seat. anything. Ah, uh, that's the just Democrats here. Try to go by the book now because they that's don't have the even That's that. just here. Look here. Uh, they run the city. Look, what about the city? Uh, what what about the city, Sandra? They don't even run the city. The Republicans in Boston run the city. Come on, come on, Sandra. All those Republicans. Sandra. Even Evans don't have Sandra. What conservative do we have in the? Scotty's gone. Trump gone, Scott gone. He erased, Lead him he alone. Erased Let them Edith's be gone. Powers. He erased Edith's powers. And Let Evers tried to follow oh, the Bible. Now he got they it back. Are, I think the Democrats, they went to court and the Democrats got that tried to follow the Bible. And they what? need to be on the ground. Are you like serious? And Democrats we, try to follow the Bible? Okay, Sandra, we got to talk. Yes, they do. You got to call me yes, back tomorrow. You got to call me back tomorrow. Okay, then. We're going to we, we do a line for line. You tell me how the Democrats follow the Bible and they support abortion. Help me with that. Uh, well, well, look. Uh, not now. The, not now. The, no, uh, no, no, no. Not now. Not now. We'll do it tomorrow. They got the killing sentence. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> think about that when they put somebody to, to death. Yes, ma'am. death penalty, what I'm saying. Yes, so think about that, too. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And look, look. Okay. I'm I not thought... going to get in trouble yeah. because everybody be saying I beat you up and then you be hollering at me and then they take your side <laughs> and then I be sitting there. <laughs> That's okay. You know, I'm just, you know, we got to correct the problem here. It's so we'll okay be in paradise and queens and kings. That's all. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Take okay, care. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh, you too. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. So I was looking at this. um, First of all, I want to say thank you to Sandra for uh, calling. As always, she pokes me and I. (laughs) But um, yeah. So affirmative action, one of the most controversial civil rights initiatives in American history. But it it's importance to black America and their fight for the pursuit of equity and inclusion is immeasurable. So this is a. Story from NewsOne.com. And so I thought rather than talk about it, I would just tell you about it because it's one of those, you know, historical lessons that we as black people need to understand and process. So it was created to reverse historical trends of discrimination against individuals with certain identities, mainly black people who've suffered decades of discrimination, oppression, racism, all that at the hands of their white counterparts. A highly disputed question that arises from affirmative action is should people be judged by their race when being hired by a company or admitted to a school? Well, the the common answer, the easy answer is no. Makes sense. But there's nothing easy about race relations in America. And affirmative action isn't as simple as a yes or no. Now, on a side note, they're equating affirmative action and race when, in fact, we'll, we'll get into some decisions that were made. Historically, now back to the article in this article, it delves into the history of affirmative action, how it works, why it's controversial and what could happen if or when they get rid of it. So according to New York Times, affirmative action came into being in 1935. Through the Wagner Act. Gave workers the right to form and join unions, John F. Kennedy. President John F. Kennedy, one of the first presidents, linked the term specifically with a policy meant to advance racial equality. In 1961, Kennedy issued an executive order which included a provision that government contractors take affirmative action to ensure that applicants are employed and employees are treated during employment without regard of their race, creed, color, or national origin. In 1965, President Lyndon Baines Johnson issued another executive order prohibiting employment discrimination based on race, color, religion, and national origin by those organizations receiving federal contracts and subcontracts. And in 67, it was amended to include sex or gender on the list of attributes. Now, many who oppose Johnson's new push for equal rights called affirmative action a quota system, claiming it meant the hiring of fewer qualified candidates who were mostly likely white. And so that's what we've been hearing over the years. We've been hearing people make that complaint all the time. Oh, yeah, man, it's a quarter system. Well, in 1978, University of California versus Baki, many people historically may have heard of that as the Baki decision. U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a university's use of racial quotas in its admissions process was unconstitutional, but the school had the right to use race in admissions in order to create a diverse student body, which meant you could randomly say, yes, I want this person. No, I don't want that person. You couldn't assign a quota to it. You couldn't say I want 15 
You couldn't say for every 10 white people we got, we want 30 black people. We couldn't say any of that. You just randomly went, you know, I think we need some diversity in here. Let's put a white person in. Let's put a black person in. Let's put Hispanic, Asian, right? The medical school reserved 16 out of 100 seats of its entering classes for minorities, including blacks, Chicanos. Those are Mexicans who came into America through California. Tejano is Texas. Asians, American Indians, but that was deemed unconstitutional. And ultimately, schools were allowed to use race as long as it was one of many factors taken into account when admitting students. So you couldn't just say, I want this black person in. You had to say, I want this black person in. Their grade point average is 3.7. They scored a 36 out of 36 on the AC, right? You had to take other things into account. Okay. Now, Bloom has two lawsuits that are being decided by the Supreme Court that could end affirmative action as we know it. According to Time Magazine, both asked the Supreme Court to strike down Harvard and U.S. and U University of North Carolina's policies and preclude any consideration of race in admissions going forward. Although both schools use what is called a holistic approach to admissions, where many factors are taken into account when deciding if a student should be admitted into the school, the Supreme Court now leans more conservative, which is seen as an opportunity for those who want to do away with affirmative action. That's an assumption because this court has not been proving itself to be a quote-unquote conservative court. Um, The decision that was out last week or earlier this week in regards to um, gerrymandering districts, everybody thought the quote-unquote conservative court was going to move one way, and the court said the state court has a right to say what should and shouldn't be done because they represent the people there. And if they said that the 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 um, districts need to be this way, the Supreme Court's not going to override it. And so they thought that it was going to be one way when, in fact, it was another, which I thought was outstanding. Asian Americans have also joined the fight against affirmative action. In the Harvard case, some Asian Americans have claimed that affirmative action discriminates against Asians who are generally overrepresented on college campuses. Ironically, Asians who intricate in the creation who were intricate in the creation and implementation of English as a second language in American schools, which is what? An affirmative action initiative. So now through the latest round of lawsuits, Asians could be the catalyst to put an end to affirmative action as we know it. So here's the weird thing that I see. If you come from another country, odds are you're not going to get into school here because we're not teaching you ESL anymore. We're not teaching English as a second language. I don't know. According to Pew, while most Asian Americans, adults, 58%, do not believe colleges should consider race or ethnicity as a factor in admissions, the share who opposed this was decidedly lower than American adults overall, or 73%. So what do we think? If affirmative action does go away, Hopefully, colleges can still use a holistic approach to admissions. We would hope that's the case. We can all agree that diversity is a good thing. And we also recognize without affirmative action, what's to stop a university from going back to looking all white? And if that's the case, 
then we need to figure out what we're going to do with our HBCUs. We need to figure out where we're going to send our children if they want to go to college, to college. We're already in a space where the birth rate was 15% less than what it was the previous generation. So they're 15% less. And by 2025, that 15% will catch up. So we already had a 7% drop. What are we going to do when the other eight comes? And then on top of that, COVID. On top of that, choosing other things. Will affirmative action even matter? Is it needed? 100% yes. Has it changed and helped America become the country that it is? Absolutely. And without it, it's going to be tough. And if you think there's ever anything that would turn back the clock for black people as it relates to college, that's the one of the one, one of the one, that's one of the places where you can go. And once you get your paper and your degree, it helps you tremendously to choose your path. And we've burned down cities. We've we've rioted and raped and pillaged black people over the decades. And now we're trying to get them out of college. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe Show coming up next. So make sure you hang around. I'll be back around 4 a.m. And in the um, 7 o'clock hour, make sure you check out ET Intel. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate it. I'm out. <laughs>